Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Erica Bonser, and today I am interviewing again Sean Oram, president of ABG Rocky Mountain, as we do a follow-up to our conversation last week around COVID-19 and the impacts that that has had on the people that we work with. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Welcome back. Good, Erica. How are you this morning? I am absolutely fantastic. Um, I want to start a conversation, if you would like to join me, um, around the CARES Act that was passed last week. Um, Now that it has passed, what is the biggest impact that you see to retirement plans? Yeah, I think uh, Congress finally passed the stimulus bill after a lot of consternation between the Democrats and Republicans. And and I think a lot of people were wondering if they were going to get anything done. Uh, But they did pass what I think is a pretty robust uh, stimulus bill. Um, yeah. And I think the main impact to retirement plans, this, could, this is going to affect a lot of people, but I think, you know, for anybody who's struggling um, with coronavirus, medical bills and things like that, this is a perfect stimulus bill and some of the changes are, are amazing. Yeah. Uh, are there any changes for, that stick out to you that you know are, are coming our way now that this bill has passed? Yeah, I, I think there's about five or six that I can uh, mention. And, and I think... Um, plan sponsors and, and participants need to know about it. I know we sent out uh, an email mm-hmm. Friday about it. Uh, so this is a good follow-up. Some of the highlights are really that loans, loans used to be 50% of your vested balance up to $100,000. Um, they're changing loans to be 100% of your vested balance up to $100,000. Wow. So that's, that's significantly more. Yeah. Um, loans and hardships, they're going to waive early withdrawal penalties if the participant or a dependent of the participant are, are struggling with coronavirus. So if you need to take a hardship to pay medical bills, to pay your rent, mm. and you're struggling with coronavirus, the government will waive the early withdrawal penalty if you're less than 59 and a half. That's huge. That is good. And then yeah. uh, uh, for RMDs, anybody who is 70 and a half or, or now after the secure act uh, 72 for the year 2020 they're waiving the required minimum distribution so that's great for some of the older people um, who usually have to take money out of their account uh, for this year with this stimulus package you do not have to take your required minimum distribution wow that's those are all fantastic things um that have come just from this past friday Exactly. Yeah. Lots changed since uh, this, you know, a couple of days in a podcast. So <laughs> right? maybe, maybe a part two is good to catch up on some of these changes. Absolutely. They're coming so fast. Now I know that um, all these changes, employers specifically have a lot of concern. Um, what should employers do if they are concerned about not being able to fund their employer contribution this year? Great question. Um, the first thing they should do is give us a call uh, yeah. or at least, you know, if, if you have a plan and it's not with us, call your service provider. There are uh, ways that if you have required safe harbor contributions that you can amend out of that safe harbor contribution. You will have to fund up to the time of amendment. But if your uh, business is in a hardship or, or things like that, then what you can do is you can amend the safe harbor out and get relief. If you have a discretionary contribution in your plan, 
Um, that's super easy. Just talk to your service provider and let them know that, you know, you're wanting to either reduce or not fund your employer contribution. Um, yeah. I was going to say, you know, ABG Rocky Mountain, I mean, we're, we're employee employers, right? This is, this is our business. So we're in this, in the same boat as a, as a lot of people or have a lot of the same concerns. What are we doing to help, um, our team members or what are we doing as an organization um, during this time? Yeah, great. That's a good question too. So I think uh, anybody who's emailed us recently, there's an auto reply out that the old, uh, out of over abundance of caution, um, we have most of our staff working from home. Yeah. Now that presents logistical issues, right? So I want our clients to know, number one, we will return calls within eight business hours, but chances are, due to the logistical issues of people working from home, you may have to leave a voicemail and then your client service manager will call you back. Mm-hmm. So there, there are, you know, there's some consequences of this where maybe you don't get immediate gratification speaking to somebody, although our participant call centers is staffed and, and manned and there is somebody here. But if you're calling your service representative, there may be a slight delay, but I promise we'll get back to you and we'll work through those logistical issues. Absolutely. Um, do you, so I know that from a, a, a company perspective, we have shifted and a lot of people who were not working remote are now working remote. Um, from one employer to the next, what have you learned during that transition and what words of advice could you give to other organizations who are transitioning or have transitioned their employees to remote work? You know, it's funny because everybody has a business uh, continuity plan and contingency plans. And I think this is the first time that's got to be tested by all companies on a mass scale, <laughs> right? Yeah. When you have states, I know you're over there in Colorado, when you have states where you're required to shelter in place or, you know, like here in Utah, they call it stay home, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, we are an essential business. So we do have some people coming in. We do have to send our trades for 401k plans. But I think, you know, if I were to be talking to another business owner, I think the logistical issue is like, you know, you, you assume everybody has what it takes to work from home. Um, and you assume they have, you know, adequate computers and things like that. So that's something that's taken me by surprise is we've had a few people that we've had to equip to work from home. Yeah. And so that, I won't say it's a burden. We were prepared for that and, and, and everything's fine. But, but you never really think that through because some people work from home and then you think, you know, in a disaster, most people should have access to work from home. But then when somebody's working on a laptop from 2002, um, they may have some logistical issues, some latency issues and things like that that they didn't think they would have. Absolutely. Do you think that um, during this transition, because I, I know a lot of some some questions that are bubbling out there um, that some a lot of people have, especially as an, an employee of an organization is, do you think that even after COVID, there are opportunities where now um, as an employee, we can continue to work from home? Um, do you th- see that happening for ABG Rocky Mountain or, um, you know, like what are the benefits that you've seen from remote work? Yeah, I'm on the uh, Fidelity uh, Advisory Council board. And it's, it's funny because you see a spectrum of other record keeper TPA owners, and some of them, they're definitely not 
on board with remote employees. Mm -hmm. um, I used to say, hey, you know what, we have, we do have lots, probably about a third of our staff works remotely. Yes. And, and my answer is always, well, you know, it's just 100% built on trust, right? You got to expect that the employees putting in their hours, they're doing the work they're doing. We always judge by results and we've had great results. Now with COVID-19, our entire workforce, and I'm, I'm in my office now, and as I look out across the, our company, there's only four people here. Yeah. Um, our entire workforce is working remotely. And so far, it's been well, it's been good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think that one of the, one of the uh, byproducts or, or after thoughts of, of once this is all over with, I do think all companies will take a look at how they operate a whole lot different. Yeah. Um, employees are super productive at home and can be able to help you accomplish your mission from home. I think those doors are open and I think they'll stay open yeah. for other people who love to come into work and, and need the workspace. We'll have the workspace, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people take a look at their overhead, take a look at their staffing, take a look at how they do their business. And it significantly changes after COVID-19. Yeah. I'm very excited and intrigued to see what will happen as a result of uh, forced change, right? Not a lot of people are willing to, to make changes to the operations of an organization. But uh, since we all have found ourselves here, whether we wanted it or not, um, once it's all over to see what might happen. And I, what I'm most intrigued about is from a technological aspect, what innovations and designs will come. Um, but in your opinion, um, what has been the best technology tool that ABG uses that our audience should be aware about? Yeah, you know, I don't like to name drop a lot because I am fairly IT challenged. Um, <laughs> I will say, and, and I hope it's okay to just name drop the, the program that I've I've come to love and adore and, and it's something that we've probably had within the last six months and that's Microsoft teams. Mm. It, it, it truly is a way that you staying in touch with your workforce. Um, matter of fact, when this all came down, this is how we communicated not to come into work to our workforce. We use Microsoft teams. Everybody can have it on their iPhone, their Android phone, their laptop. I mean, it, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. And even, even us, when we decide to have meetings amongst employees, we can use a Microsoft Teams meeting room where you don't have to worry about a conference line. You don't have to worry about setting up a go-to meeting. You can share your screens. Honestly, I think, I think it's a great, great program that I didn't expect to be this robust, but it's allowed us to do what we need to do. Absolutely. And not just um, community. From my experience with working with teams, what I will say is that it allows for varying types of communication because we all know that everyone needs to be communicated with differently. And so it's not just a messaging system where you can type out a question or um, get some advice from someone. There, It has the capabilities to do video and audio conferencing as well, where you can invite a large group or do an intimate one-on-one -on -one with someone, which has been fantastic as a, a leader of a Agreed. team. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, so here's a question, and I feel like it's slightly off topic, but I want to ask it as I've um, heard it a few times, and I'm curious to see what your response is going to be. Um, have you seen an increase in participant um, distributions or transfers, and how does it compare to, 20, to 2008? You know, th there has been. I mean, <laughs> 
If you were to ask me that question a week ago, I would say, you know what, I, I haven't seen an uptick in a lot of distributions or transfers, but in the last week, there, there really has been. I've seen a lot of people taking distributions out of their 401ks, which, you know, if you need it, that it's good that it's there. But if you don't, yeah. it's, it's tough because we do have a retirement crisis in America. And part of it is, is when people change jobs, they always take their money out of retirement. It doesn't always follow them. Yeah. Um, in the last week or so, I've, I have seen a significant uptick. Um, as far as participant transfers, there has been a, a slow, particularly uh, after a couple of days of up market, there has been a slow migration to like money market. But I'm also seeing people being a heck of a lot smarter than they were in 2008, where, you know, 2008 people freaked out. They all went to money market. And then some people sat there for a while or sat there too long and then missed the uptick. And so what I'm seeing now is some people, they're either wisely getting out into a safe harbor like a money market, they're, they're going mm. slowly and then dollar cost averaging back into the market. Or I'm actually seeing quite a few people who have increased their, their contributions. Uh, after 2008, they realized, you know, with the market dipping like it is now, it's a great opportunity to, to put more money into the market. And so I actually have seen quite a few people increase their contribution amounts. Wow. And and can you share with our audience what happened in 2008 that that's a significant time? Well, that was a great recession, right? So 2008 hit, the, the market was crashing. It was volatile, just like it is now, moving 5 10% every day. And so the market went down almost 40% in 2008. And that's significant. So you had people who were maybe 55, 60 years old, sitting in equities because it had been such a bull market before then. And then it dropped so quick and they got into money market. And so, mm. you know, you're losing 40% of your retirement going to money market. That's, that's not necessarily a smart thing to do. Absolutely. So, and for our advisors who are listening, who were not in their careers at that time in 2008, what words of advice do you have for them? Or what would you encourage them to look out for, um, for now, 2020 with, with this happening again? Yeah, I think lean on your mentors, right? They've, they've been through this. They have weathered the storm back in 2008. Um, you need to be accessible to your clients. They're going to ask tons of questions. Uh, as far as retirement plans go, any uh, a lot of advisors that have models or, or, or things like that, risk-based models, they're doing a great job communicating with their participants and making sure that they're diversified, adequate, adequately invested, but I think the number one thing an advisor can do in this time is, is just be accessible to their clients. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for chatting, Sean. Those are all the questions that I have for you today. Um, to my audience, if there are any topics or questions or even people you want us to interview, um, please reach out to us, uh, comment, put something in the show notes, or follow us on our LinkedIn page at Rock, um, Alliance Benefit Group Rocky Mountain. Uh, we will be putting out content weekly and we'll be following up via social. So thank you so much, Sean, for this discussion today. And thank you everyone for listening. All right, Erica, have a great day. Absolutely. Talk to you later.